You're listening to the Elevate Your Brand podcast, where we talk to some of the smartest entrepreneurs and fastest growing brands in the market today. I'm your host, Laurel Mintz, a reformed corporate M&A attorney who founded award-winning LA-based marketing agency, Elevate My Brand. We've elevated some of the world's biggest brands from Facebook, Paw Patrol, and Verizon to innovative startups you haven't even heard of yet. Are you ready to elevate your brand? Keep listening. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Elevate Your Brand. I, of course, am your host, Laurel Mintz, and I am so excited to be joined today by Jen Ballin, who's the CEO and co-founder of Otherworld. Jen, thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, So tell those uh, of our listeners who are not aware what Otherworld is. Sure. So Otherworld is a food company. We make products like pancake and waffle mixes, brownie mixes. So just like your favorite childhood breakfast or desserts, but without any of the unhealthy ingredients. All of our mixes actually have real fruits and vegetables in them. Wow. And so uh, obviously there's this whole movement towards clean ingredients, clean foods, clean products. Where did you come from that you decided you were going to launch this kind of brand? Yeah, absolutely. Great question. So my background's really been in environmental sustainability. And I launched this brand with my co-founder, Joe, to not only tackle human health, but also planetary health. Um, So my background, I started my career at Morgan Stanley. I was working in investing and I started learning about sustainability through the lens of impact investing and felt really compelled to learn more about sustainability. So I went to business school I wanted to go to business school to explore different ways of blending career and impact. So went to MIT Sloan and became really passionate about the food system because for me, it just felt like such a big part of the problem, but could be, should be part of a solution. And after business school, I spent my time working within the food system at different sort of companies like Anheuser-Busch, like Indigo Ag, really learning how operations, supply chain could be a big lever for change and how food could be sort of changed for the better. Um, And then I teamed up with Joe to build Otherworld. I love how you just kind of skipped over MIT. No big deal. Like all this education (laughs) and background that has made you such a badass uh, co-founder. Thank you. You know, most people jump into being an entrepreneur kind of out of um, necessity, right? They, they find a problem and they jump into the solution. It feels very much to me like you saw a bigger global problem and then it solved itself through this type of product. Is that a fair statement? Absolutely. I mean, my, my desire to build something was to sort of make a positive impact. But when we sort of got down to the nitty gritty, we did come at it from a place of consumer problems. So what, what Joe and I found was there were really two groups of consumers that we felt like had unmet needs and that they could both be serviced with the same set of products. So one of those groups, millennial parents struggling to feed their kids healthy and convenient meals. So many of our friends just said, my kids won't eat anything. You know, they're so picky. They eat pizza. Yeah, you got it. And then the other group, millennials and Gen Zs looking for products that are delicious first and foremost, but not wanting to sacrifice on health or sustainability. And so we felt like, you know, there's a gap in the food space of companies that are actually providing products that hit these two unmet needs um, from the consumers. I think it's so, uh, I'm going to totally date myself because I'm not clearly a millennial. I guess I'm like a super elder millennial, but I love that you said hit because all I wanted to say was your pancakes hit differently. (laughs) (laughs) And just me saying that totally shows everyone what a big, huge nerd I am. Um, (laughs) 
But let's nerd out a little bit more because I want to know the the actual like the macronutrients that make up your product because I think that those components are so critical in understanding why this product versus what's currently on the market. Yeah, we're doing some really, really cool things. And the reason we're able to do them is that we have the world's best chefs on our team. So just quickly on my co-founder, Joe, he spent his background in management consulting, but moonlighted as a professional chef. And during that experience, he was able to meet some of the world's greatest chefs, like Dan Giusti, who was the head chef of Noma, world's best restaurant. He was head chef at Noma for three of the five years they won okay, world's wait. best restaurant. I have to stop you for a second because we're literally going there next year. That's amazing. Oh I'm my so gosh, excited. amazing. Yeah. You'll love it. Okay, sorry, continue. Amazing. <laughs> and then we also have Brooke Seam. She was a pastry chef at WD50, a true pioneer in molecular gastronomy. She one shopped actually. She had her own bakery at one point. So she is such a badass and she's behind all of our recipes. So that's sort of the how and the who, but the what, to get to your question, is we we didn't just take out the bad, which is what a lot of companies do. We really wanted to focus on what should be included. So all of our mixes, both pancake, waffle, and brownies, are stacked with premium fruits, vegetables, and whole grains. And to go one step further, the way that we source our ingredients, we actually source upcycled fruits, vegetables, and whole grains. So what that means is to source excess food that would have otherwise been wasted, like the ugly beet that never makes it to the grocery store shelf. So we actually take that, it goes into beetroot powder and goes into our brownie mix. So it's a perfectly nutritious, but amazing way to tackle food waste through our products. Wow. So you're basically using all of the imperfect fruits and vegetables that otherwise would be thrown away. And, uh, and also tapping into this upcycle movement that's really picking up steam. And thank God, I mean, this is how companies like you, uh, like yours, are going to really help change the world for the better because we're doing so much damage every day. And there's no reason, as you said, that these perfectly good nutritional fruits and vegetables are getting tossed. Like, I, I just can't. It's amazing that nobody thought of this sooner, but good for you. <laughs> good for you that you <laughs> I know, out, right? When we sort of, when we were looking at the space, we, we did wonder, you know, why isn't anyone doing this? But what we learned, and because it was so difficult for us in our product development, even with our team of expert chefs, really the best chefs in the world, it still took us almost a year to do the product development because it's really technically challenging to take out the bad and put in the good and still make a light and fluffy product. So we're super happy with where we landed on them and so excited to be able to offer this to the world. Yeah, I mean, I went to Natural Products Expo West last year, and I would say like 80% of the new products were in these kinds of categories, and only like 3% tasted good. Yeah, exactly. There was a textural issue or a profile issue or a weird aftertaste. Like, it is not easy to make food that's good for you. It is very hard. We like to say the proof is in the pancake and we do a lot of sampling. <laughs> I love that. You can take it. <laughs> so cute. Um, I yes. love that. The proof it's is so in the true, pancake. right? Because there's a lot of natural foods out there that, that sort of compromise taste. And that was really, really important to us. We want someone to buy our product because it's the best tasting in the world. And then, oh, by the way, it's so good for you. And by the way, it's made in a way that protects the planet. But we prioritize taste first and foremost, because that's really how you build a business. I mean, absolutely. I completely agree with that. But it's shocking to me how many products we get. And I'm like, I, I can't like I can't put them on the podcast because I don't believe that. Like, I, it doesn't taste good. So true. <laughs> yeah. Um, amazing. And so um, so why the word other world? Why the title or the, um, the company name other world? Just so curious. 
Yeah. So, I mean, we spent a long time on the name and what we wanted the brand to represent. And we're really building a brand as well as launching sets of products. And for us, we felt like we were doing things so differently than the way they've been done that it's just sort of otherworldly in our approach. It's not what's been existing as the status quo. You know, we there's for so long, it's sort of been just slightly better for you foods that they're not actually good for you, but they're slightly better than the alternative and sort of a disregard for climate friendly foods as well. So we felt like just the, the approach that we were taking and the things that we we're building were just so different and otherworldly that it was the perfect brand name to capture the essence of what we're launching into the world. Got it. I think that's very fun. And also find I also find the packaging to be really simple and elegant and fun. Can you share a little bit about that process and how you came to, to the packaging you currently have? Yeah, absolutely. And thank you so much for the compliment. We spent a long time on branding and packaging, and it really came back to those two consumer groups I mentioned at the beginning. Once we decided, you know, who are we who are we solving problems for? Like who who has the pain points that they would be happy with this product? We sort of felt like what would they want to see on the packaging? And so we did we did sort of do some surveys with moms and millennial parents and we thought from that lens and then we thought about what is the messaging that we want to exude from the aesthetic of our package and that was sort of what you just said premium clean um, sort of nostalgic and fun. Like food should be fun. Mm-hmm. We're, we're launching fun products, brownies, pancakes, waffles. Uh, we're just doing it in a healthy way. And so we wanted everything to be really clean, fun colors, and also to portray that these are really natural ingredients. So when we thought about what blue should be on the blueberry package, for example, you know, we didn't want to go with sort of like a bright blue that's sort of neon. We wanted to go with a natural blue that sort of reminds you of like the earth and and that sort of stuff. So that was really the approach that we took to the coloring and the packaging. I think it's so important. Well, obviously, you know, I'm a marketing person. So to me, that is everything. But I don't think consumers, they obviously they consume with their eyes and and then their mouths. But I don't think that they think through the detail that it takes to find that perfect uh, color for packaging or that perfect Absolutely. font choice. It's such a detailed process. Um, and I love the nuance of it that like, it has to be natural, but still modern, but still exciting. Yeah. that balance is so, so difficult. And I think you've done a really good job of, of uh, straddling that in a, in a perfect way for this packaging. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Of course, we're gonna take a really quick break. We'll be right back. Are you ready to elevate your brand but not quite ready to sign with an agency? We're not mad about it. In fact, we think it's a really smart marketing move to make sure that you're ready before you spend those big marketing dollars. And since we're such a solutions-oriented team, of course, we came up with a solution for you. We created a nine-course educational webinar series that will kickstart your marketing strategy. This series was made for startups and small businesses who want to implement strong branding and establish smart marketing strategies from social media to search and beyond. Go to embpod.co forward slash webinar to sign up today. Thanks for sticking with us. And if you're just tuning in, I'm chatting with Jen Ballin, who is the uh, CEO and co-founder of Otherworld. Um, before the break, we were talking a little bit about the packaging. I also love the favicon on your website with a little stack of pancakes. I mean, you really have thought through all the details. I have a super random question. I don't know if you can even answer this, but um, why are pe- why are people so obsessed with pumpkin spice? It's homepage <laughs> on your website. People, I, I am not a pumpkin spice person. I don't get it. Like, it, was this something that was created by 
like Starbucks or is this like really, I, I don't understand. Tell me. where does That is a great from? question. I don't know. I have the perfect answer, but I'll give you my guess. I think that it represents sort of the start of a new season that people find exciting. When you think about pumpkin spice, you think of coziness, you think of maybe your ski trips, you think of fireplaces, uh, maybe decadent foods, sort of getting towards the holidays. So I think it just represents the start of that crisp fall air and and new tasty treats that always come on the market. But I, yes, people are obsessed. I will say oh we sold out of our pumpkin spice, you know, in days. It's nuts. <laughs> well, and I did try yours and yours is pretty fantastic. So I will caveat it with that. Um, but it's just, it's like a phenomenon. And I feel like it was, I feel like it's a marketing machine that's got to have been behind it, like a Starbucks or someone that like originated. I'm going to have to go do that homework and figure it out. But anyway, <laughs> let me know what you find. <laughs> I will. So since we're on the topic of flavor profiles, take us through the product line. Absolutely. So we have mostly pancake and waffle mixes. We have pumpkin spice, which is a seasonal flavor. So it's limited edition. It will be back next fall. We have blueberry, which is my personal favorite. It's fantastic. That's real pancake. I mean, oh, come on. So good. Has w- real organic blueberries inside and they um, hydrate when you make the product. It's so delicious. We have apple cinnamon. It's a great fall treat. We have original, we have gluten-free original and banana chocolate chip chocolate. And then we just launched brownies, which are fantastic. They're vegan, gluten-free. All you have to do, by the way, for our products, this is so important. All you have to do is add water for the pancakes and water and oil for the brownies and waffles. Like it could not be easier. Wow. And are all the products vegan and gluten-free? All of the products are vegan. That was very important in sort of the mission of the company as we thought about accelerating sustainable change. Right. And then we have a line of gluten-free. So we have a pancake waffle mix that's gluten-free and we have a brownie mix that's gluten-free. And as we think towards new products, we are trying to incorporate more and more gluten-free. We heard from a lot of customers that they they were looking for this. Well, you know, I live in LA, so like everyone's gluten-free. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, it again, it just goes to the innovation and the hard work that you and your team have put into that this isn't a, a, a product that... Um, it, it actually does still have that very reminiscent feel mm. and flavor and texture of what your mom used to make you for Sunday mm-hmm. breakfast. You know, exactly. it doesn't, you don't lose any of that, even though it's gluten-free and vegan. I have to tell you one thing about the stack of pancakes on our website. The mm-hmm. stack actually increases as you put more things in your cart. Stop. <laughs> yes, oh I God, know. That's so cute. I love that. It's my favorite know. thing about the website that I guarantee no one has noticed. <laughs> Well, so my husband is an engineer and builds uh, really big platforms, uh, e-commerce, and then like OTT. So he would have been, that would have been something that he would have noticed <laughs> or built and been like, nobody fucking notices this. Why? Exactly. It's such a great detail. Um, oh my God, that's so clever and cute. And also, <laughs> again, speaks to the level of detail that and, and uh, you know, what you, how you've honored the ingredients and honored what you've created. So I love that. Thank you for Thank sharing. You. Um, okay, let's talk about the entrepreneurial journey and some yeah. of the lessons you've learned along the way. Because as you've said, this has been it's taken you an, a year to get product to market at the very yeah. least. Yeah. So share with us, you know, from like inception to getting Joe on board as partner, like take us through yeah. that whole journey. Yeah. So I, you know, I, I was sort of shared earlier my career path and being really driven by how to lever different for-profit businesses to make environmental and social change. And that's sort of what I focused my career on. And I really wanted to create something in the food system. Um, I will say a couple, I've learned a lot in just sort of a year and a half here. Um, I've been full-time on the business since 
June of 2021, and we launched officially in December. So it's really been a, a short amount of time. Um, Joe and I built it together, and he's a friend from undergrad. So we had that really nice rapport prior to building the business. Um, le- lesson one, I would say, is having a great co-founder really makes all the difference. It is mm. so nice to, one, divide and conquer. There's a lot to do. But two, just to have someone to build something with. It's fun. And it's it's great to have, you know, a teammate that's in the tranches with you. And, you know, sort of, he's the only one that really gets, like, <laughs> day-to-day craziness. Mm-hmm. Um, because it is wild. And I, I would say the other, you know, lesson learning from early on was, I'm really happy that we dove in and it's scary, but I think it's really important to dive in. It's, you know, I talked to a lot of founders and and a lot of people that both, both scenarios, some people that are dove in and some people that do it on the side. And I I think if you can diving in to really give yourself that shot is I really recommend it because there's a lot that goes into it. And when you're fully focused and your brain is a hundred percent focused on it, like so much creativity can sort of foster from there. Yeah, absolutely. I heard someone someone said this to me on a prior podcast, which is if you're thinking about jumping into becoming an entrepreneur, use all your good healthcare first before you leave your podcast <laughs> company, which I thought was such a, a practical tool and tip. I loved that. But I agree. I think we, you know, we see a lot of businesses on the marketing side and a lot of those are side hustles. And the ones that are yeah. side hustles take so much longer. It's like getting an executive MBA, right? Or getting yeah, an MBA or a totally. law degree at night. It takes you that much longer to get the yeah. success. And I have the same advice for MBA. Like I, I, if you can, I totally recommend doing the full time because I think it's, it's when you fully immerse yourself in something, that's when great outcome happens. I agree. I think it's, it's the same thing with language, right? If you fully yeah. immerse yourself, you're going to learn a language faster. Got to move to Italy. (laughs) I'm going to do that. Yes. I'll bring all of your (laughs) products with me and we'll, we'll, uh, we'll launch the Italy line. Yes. I love it. Um, so what was one of the hardest moments that you've had in building your company? Because I think we want to make sure that we share the entrepreneurial journey and you've built something that's amazing and exciting, but we also want to be realistic that not every day is sunshine and rainbows. Yes. Yes. It is not sunshine and rainbows. It's definitely the highs are high and the lows are low for sure. There's many things I could share, but one comes to mind immediately. We, in our first production run, had a horrible thing happen with our packaging. So we recently changed our packaging from tin-coated steel containers to sustainable pouches. Mm-hmm. And that was so that was partly because of what I'm about to tell you and also partly so that we could start to bring our price down um, for the consumer. But um, with the tin-coated steel containers, we were working with a very reputable can supplier But unfortunately, someone at the supplier actually approved a drawing where the outer diameter of the lid was just slightly smaller than the outer diameter of the can. It was so slight that the co-packer, who's the one that blends and sort of packs the product, could put the lid on top, but consumers could not get the lid off. (gasps) Yes. Oh, my God. It was a fucking disaster. It was. I'm not even kidding. It was horrible. So... How many, what what kind of run were you talking about? 20,000 units. <gasps> and we only found out about it after units were already in people's hands because oh. what happens is the co-packer makes it, it goes to the warehouse and gets shipped out. And nobody noticed really until, of course, the consumer noticed. So thankfully, this was most of our early consumers, which were, you know, friends. And, I mean, it was people we didn't know, but a lot of people we didn't know, which is a little bit embarrassing. So <laughs> sorry to everyone. Um, sorry, but what mom. We did, 
was, you know, I was man. So what we did was we took back as much product as we could. I sat there for hours and hours with the backside of a hammer to pry the metal lid off and then put a plastic lid on because there's a foil seal underneath. So the product wasn't, you know, exposed, but you still need to open your container. Um, Oh, I saw horror. I got pictures from consumers, like mangled containers. People are posting stuff on Facebook. It was horrible. And it's our first sort of introduction to the world, you know? So, I mean... It's it was not how you want to launch a brand. I mean, this was your first I, run, first run, first run. Yes, oh, Jesus. Okay. yes. So yeah. what we did was, you know, so that you know, you can't, you gotta, gotta kind of gotta move forward, right? So how are we gonna okay. respond? So yeah. what we said was, let's exhibit amazing customer service. We will replace anyone's can with a can that we're guaranteed that you know that I have personally pried off the metal lid and put on a plastic lid. I was then going to FedEx because. We couldn't trust the product at the warehouse because we didn't know which product had bad lids and which had good lids. And it was too big of a project for them to do. So we sort of had to manually send replacements from my house. Oh my God. Oh my gosh. It was so horrible. <laughs> wow. Well, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Um, and also the lesson from that is that you've got to just figure it out and get it done, right? It's one of yes. my favorite sayings. I have it on my website, F-I-O-G-I-D, figure it out, get it done. Because you yes. don't have a choice. You've got to push past it. You're not going to just throw up your hands and say, oh, well, that was fun. You know, let's move on. You put all your blood, sweat, tears, and a lot of money into these projects. Um, you've got to see it through. So I, I think any entrepreneur you talk to probably has a story just like that. But yes. that one, that's a bad one. I hadn't heard one that was a bad one. I know. Now, yeah, uh, it was bad. We're going to take, take a really quick break. And we, when we come back, I want to hear one of your best stories. So take, we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. Hey, it's me again, Laurel Mintz, host of Elevate Your Brand podcast and the CEO of Elevate My Brand. In these wild times, social media is really having its moment. According to the Harris Poll, upwards of 51% of U.S. adults are using social media now more than ever. In other words, your brand better step up its social media game ASAP. Good thing we're pros at social media marketing here at EMB. If you're ready to elevate your brand, slide into our DMs or give us a call after this episode. Thanks for sticking with us, chatting with my friend Jen Ballon, who's the CEO and co-founder of Otherworld. Uh, before the break, you shared with us a story about your first run products, which was, I mean, that is horrific. Um, but <laughs> the solve for that was to show up as your true authentic self and to have and provide the best customer service to anyone who had an issue with the product and solve for that, which sounds like you did a really great job because you're still standing, right? You're <laughs> still standing. I mean, those yeah. customers have come back. So exactly. yeah, we really just exhibit excellent customer service. There you go. So now share with us one of your best Oprah aha, brilliant moments or, you know, some, some, something that has made you push forward with, uh, with your products. Oh gosh. Okay. Well, things that stand out to me, I still remember the first time that I still remember the first order online from someone that we didn't know. Mm. Someone named Susan. Thank you, Susan. We love you. And it was amazing. It was just such an amazing feeling that, okay, yes, of course, our friends and family supported us, but now we're actually selling this to strangers that are paying money to eat something that we created to help people, really to help people eat more fruits and vegetables. So that was so rewarding. But I will say one of the more exciting moments recently was trying the first R&D batch of brownies because truly I think the brownies are our best product that we have better than the pancakes and waffles. I love the pancakes and waffles, but the brownies are just so, so good. And it's really something that's never been done. Like it truly has not been done in this space at all. So trying that first 
that that batch from um, our amazing chef Brooke. That was just such a joyful moment because we were like, let's bottle this up right now, <laughs> get mm. this on shelf. I love it. Well, yeah. and to, to be fair, you know, pancakes and bra- and uh, waffles are great, but brownies are so decadent, and that is yeah. like a treat, right? Pancakes could yeah. be a daily thing where a brownie is like a, a moment of joy where you're celebrating or maybe you had a bad day. You just need a little chocolate, right? Exactly. <laughs> so I can understand why that moment would have been so joyous. Um, uh, amazing. In the last few minutes we have left, I always like to flip the script and talk about you as a personal entrepreneur and bring some humanity to the conversation. So this is what we call our quick fire. Answer whatever top of mind uh, answers come to you. All, All right. right. You ready? You ready? I'm ready. All right. If you could wave a magic wand and have anything in the world happen for your company, what would that look like? Shark Tank. Shark Tank. Okay. I think we can help you make that happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, if there was one person on this, uh, listening to this recording uh, who could change the world for other world, well, who would that person be and why? Whole Foods buyer. Ooh, I, I like you. You were, you're taking the quick fire part of this very seriously. Very serious. I'm very competitive. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have guessed that from all the background education <laughs> being an entrepreneur. Um, next question is: What is the one thing that you could not have lived without during the pandemic, and you can't say your own product? My husband. Oh, that's a good one. I love that. I feel that one. Uh, <laughs> next question is: Favorite cocktail of choice? Ooh, dirty vodka martini with blue cheese stuffed olives. Hmm. Okay. I, I like a, I call it a naughty martini, which is just a little bit of olive juice, not all the way dirty. So I'm like dirty stuff, extra dirty. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> I like it. Um, the last question is what is your favorite word and why? And this can, you can take a little more time with it's, um, it's whatever word pops into your head or some word that's had real meaning to you over time. Okay, well, if we're being honest and playing the game, the first word that popped into my head was spooky. Maybe because- <laughs> <laughs> Halloween season. <laughs> because Halloween's coming up, but I just feel like spooky, and this is going to age me, but it's just sort of coming back as a word that people are using a lot, and I, I'm into it. I like it. Okay. Yeah. I love that. Um, well, I'm going to hand the floor over to you to, first of all, share with us where we can find your amazing products, and then if you could... Um, wrap up with any final words of wisdom for other entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs who might be listening in. Sure. So thank you again for having me first and foremost. And you can buy the product in a few different places. So of course, on our website, eatotherworld.com. We're also on Amazon, Imperfect Foods, Weight Watchers, and Snack Magic. And we just launched nationwide at Fresh Time grocery stores. Love it. Uh, And finally, any last words of wisdom, encouragement, for other entrepreneurs who might be looking to get into the same world. Yes, definitely. I I think uh, two pieces, if that's okay. One is, and something I wanted to share earlier, Joe and I are really committed to mindfulness. We actually meditate every day as a team at 11. Anyone who wants to can join. We're always there. It is such an amazing way to sort of connect on a personal level and just take a break and ground yourself from the chaos of entrepreneurship. So Definitely recommend mindfulness for any entrepreneurs out there. I also do breath work. It's amazing. Um, and then the other is sort of, you're, it's okay to not know all the answers, but know who you need to bring on your team to get those answers to come to fruition. And so I think building an amazing team is really like number one priority. And you don't need to personally know all the answers, but it's just sort of put one foot forward and build that team and figure out what those gaps are and sort of plug those holes with, with amazing people. I love that. I I feel all of that. I love your energy. It's so clear why you're a leader in this space. And 
uh, I just want to personally say thank you because I uh, so respect people like you who see a larger global issue and take initiative to solve it. So from the bottom of my heart, Jen, thank you for being on the call today um, and sharing your amazing story with our audience. Thank you so much. It was really fun. Thank you for having me. And thanks to everyone who tuned in. Stay tuned for more from Elevate Your Brand coming up next.